You're listening to the Third Down Squad Podcast, the best international news podcast for the National Football League. We're your hosts, Derek, Josh, and Toby. Let's get you ready for new set downs on Sunday. Welcome back to the Third Down Squad Podcast. Today, uh, it's just me, Toby, and Josh here on the podcast. Derek's away on vacation this week. But today our topics are, first off, today the NFL owners have proposed an 18-week NFL regular season, which we'll discuss here. Uh, Next up is the contract negotiations, or the lack of, between Melvin Gordon and the LA Chargers. Then we got Josh's predictions for the AFC West, which he couldn't do last week. And then us two are gonna do our NFC West predictions for next season. So, to start us off this week, as said, the owners have proposed an 18-game regular season with a cap of 16 games per player. Um, So, Josh, um, do you think that is a proposal that could possibly come to reality and is uh, keeping the players to 16 games a good idea? Um... I don't think that's going to go through because compared to all other sports, football is probably the most physically demanding. I'm not taking anything away from all the other sports out there, but you take hits day in and day out going from the actual game all the way to through practice. I know that practice, it's like light tackling, you know, but you're still taking physical like hits. And I just think that if you're limiting them to 16 games, then why make it 18? You know, you're just tacking on, you're trying to get rid of two preseason games, but you're going to end up with two preseason games anyway by the 17th week going into it because the 16-game cap limit is going to be hit on majority of the players that have made it all the way through. So to get rid of two preseason games just to see two more later in the season, you know, it's just not working for me. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to point that out too. I mean, it's on paper, it seems like a good idea, but in practice... It's just not going to work because, like I said, you know, health of the players is what should come first in the NFL. And if you're going to add two more weeks onto a very long and stressful season, then I think that, you know, you're kind of pushing it. You know, these they are superhumans, but they aren't, you know, invulnerable. You know, they're still going to take damage. So it's not going to work, but I can see where they're going from, from like a statistical TV viewing standpoint as well. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I I can see the point why they want to do it. And me personally, as a fan, I'd love to see a couple more actual regular season games other than the, like you said, the the preseason games. I mean, yeah, we watch it because it's football. But at the end of the game, you have the third string players or even fourth uh, string or players on the field that you're not going to see in a regular season game. So it's not that entertaining. And having a regular season game or two uh, more with uh, the second string players out on the field it's a little bit more entertaining than the two preseason games that for sure but like you said uh, the one thing is uh, preventing injuries for the players Um, I mean yeah it's a different idea with capping 16 games for every player so basically every player is still playing a, a normal season in the NFL but the one concern I see there is um, with, uh, I mean, a couple of analysts in the NFL already put that out there. With the fans, you're going to an away game or even a home game. 
and you want to see your star players you maybe only go to one game a season and you want to go to that game and see the star players on the field and then to learn uh, maybe an hour before the game when the inactive list comes out that uh in the case of the saints maybe i'm going to a game uh and i can't uh can't see drew Brees play in that game or michael thomas or something like that uh, i'm gonna be mad to pay that much for a ticket in the nfl so um for me yeah i see the benefit for the for the fans uh and especially for the owners because they're gonna make a bunch of money out of that uh added two games Mm -hmm. in the season but there are also drawbacks for the teams and the fans as well so i mean i like the idea to expanding the game at the the regular season schedule but there's got to be a better solution than that maybe adding a couple more bye weeks in there or something yeah. like that uh i think what oh go yeah ahead. go on josh i was gonna say if you're gonna do something like this you should probably take up the like type of scheduling and coaching that the nba does because you know they usually let their star players like after like a long season because their season's definitely longer than the N- nfl's they'd probably like rest their starters halfway through like the middle of the season so like if tom brady's you know out there and he still hasn't like you know capped his 16 games yet you're still gonna push him out there in like week 17 week 18 of the regular season you know i just you, there's gonna be a lot of rest period and just not to mention how much of a problem it'd be for fantasy football owners too because yeah. you go like middle of the week you have like you said drew Brees going for like week one to week eight and he's like off two weeks just and you have all the good quarterbacks are gone so you have to go with their backup, who's probably going to be worse, you know, than like the starter. So it's going to make fantasy football go from easy to like very hard if this goes through. I just yeah, don't know it, if it's just me just thinking about it like that, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, from a fantasy football standpoint, it's it's definitely going to be more complicated to predict uh, who you're going to want to play in each week. So from that mm-hmm. standpoint, I like you said, I. I I feel the same way. This proposal for the from the owners is not going through. I mm-hmm. I mean I'd love to see like I said an 18 game schedule, but if you want to do 18 games, why not put in three bye weeks in the season? I don't, yeah, that would that I, would really help out. Let every player play 18 games, but put in two extra bye weeks uh, for for every team. So mm-hmm. that would make it a lot more entertaining the season longer and we don't have to wait that long in the off season for us to get more content for the podcast. And as a, uh, just a football fan to have more football over the course of the year. So that would be mm-hmm. a win win for everybody, I believe. Oh yeah. So now moving on it's- from the new schedule to, uh, the conflict between, or yeah, let's call it conflict between Melvin Gordon and the LA chargers right now. Melvin Gordon wants a bigger contract and he is uh, right now kind of yeah threatening the LA Chargers with a uh, holdout to begin the season if they don't, don't give him a bigger contract. I believe he wants a big four-year new deal or four-year extension with a lot of money on it. And my question here is, Josh, I believe that's a clear-cut question if Melvin Gordon should or if... The Chargers should pay Melvin Gordon uh, that much money, and how much would a holdout from Melvin Gordon hurt the LA Chargers to start the season? 
Um, I'd say you. All right, really quick backstory right here. The reason why I didn't make it to the uh, last podcast uh, last week was because I had an econ final. So throughout the past few weeks leading up to July 3rd, I had an econ class. And in that class, we learned about microeconomics and all that stuff. So long story short, there's something called supply and demand. Now, Melvin Gordon's a curious case here because when you look at him, you know, he supplies you with, like, you know, the rushing yards, you know, the touchdowns and all that. But how much of a demand is, do the Chargers really need him for? Because it seems like his first like year in the league, he really didn't know what he was doing, and they really didn't demand much from him because you know he couldn't perform well. But then you fast forward two years, then he's supplying you with more uh, touchdowns, more yardage, and stuff like that. So that's going to put the Chargers in a curious case because, unlike Le'Veon Bell, who, who you know you're definitely getting like you know a factor back. Which uh, can either run and catch, which can run and catch, you know. Melvin Gordon's just not that type. He's more of the downhill, like you know, I'm gonna run over you type of running back. So, I think right now, just on a visual standpoint for Melvin Gordon, it's more of uh, you already know what you're getting with him. You know, you you don't even have to like really look hard at the tape. You just know when you hear the word Melvin Gordon, you're gonna get a hard runner who can catch it occasionally, but who Philip Rivers really likes to start to break open the defense. So I'd say the Chargers should re-sign him, but I don't think he's worth that max deal quite yet. I mean, he's still fluctuating. Like, he just had a great year last year and the year before, but it's that first year where he just didn't know how to run, you know? So yeah. you don't know what you're getting with, uh, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon. So... I'd re-sign him just to help out Philip Rivers in the offense, but I wouldn't give him the max deal because I don't think he's quite there yet to earn that type of deal. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and we saw it last year at the end of the season when Mel uh, Melvin Gordon was a little bit injured and out for, I believe it was four weeks. Um, I mean, Austin Eckler couldn't really pick up uh, uh, as the first running back in that offense, but I can't remember the uh, third string running back who uh, ended up picking up the slacks but uh, during the rest of the season Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler quite complemented themselves really well on that team so I believe keeping Melvin Gordon around to kind of have that one-two punch with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler on the team is a really good strategy but I don't believe the LA Chargers are depending on Melvin Gordon that much since they have another two great running backs on their roster um, that they should really uh pay him that much money on a new deal and as you said supply and demand uh, there is not really that much of a demand for a running back uh of yeah kind of melvin gordon i don't think he's in the top tier running back uh yet like you said if you're looking at the f last two years okay he's getting up there but if you're taking his whole career it's not quite there yet so I believe, yeah, keep him around, kind of, I believe uh, a deal like uh, maybe Mark Ingram got with the Ravens, something around that, uh, I, I believe would be kind of suitable for Melvin Gordon as well, and yeah, uh, let's see if he holds out, uh, because I don't think the LA uh, Chargers will have much of a problem without him for a couple of weeks uh, to start the season, like I said, they were already able to uh, pick up the slacks 
the four weeks or the couple of weeks that he was hurt at the end of last season. So I don't think the Chargers are really worried about Melvin Gordon holding out for them. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we've waited for this a little bit longer than usual. Uh, and Josh, please give us your AFC West predictions for next year. And we will okay. start off with your predictions for the Denver Broncos, please. The Denver Broncos, gotcha. All right, one sec. Let me get my notes all set up here because I've had a lot longer than these two had for the AFC West. So with the Denver Broncos, they are going to open up the season, I believe, against the Raiders. So I have them winning this one, going to 1-0. and as such, uh, let's see. The uh, Bron- the uh, Broncos and the Bears. I got them losing this one. So it's going to be 1-1. One, one. With the Packers, I got them losing, going to 1-2. and two. Uh, With the Jags, I like Jacksonville in this one. So they're going to go to 1-3. and three. I do think that the Chargers will still have their number, so they're going to go to start out the season at 1-4. and four. Uh, They will beat the Titans. I know I might have said something differently, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong in the comments or on Twitter. Uh, the Chiefs, I think that they are going to lose to that one, so they go to 2-5. and five. Uh, Let's see. The Colts... I have the Colts winning that one, so they're gonna go to two and six. I got the I actually have the Browns winning this one, so they're gonna go to two and seven. Uh let's see. The Broncos and the Vikings. I got the Broncos winning this one, so they're gonna go to three and seven. Uh the Bills, they're gonna win that one. They're gonna go to four and seven. They're gonna lose to the Chargers, so they, I have the Chargers sweeping them. Uh, they're going to beat the Texans, go to 5-8. and eight. And I I believe that they're going to beat the uh, Chiefs in this one right here. So they're going to go to 6-8. and eight. They're going to beat the Lions, 7-8. and eight. And they're going to beat the Raiders again, and they're going to go to 8-8 eight and eight on the season. So the Broncos will go 8-8. Eight and eight. All right. I, I think that's the same prediction as Derek, but I'm not quite sure if uh, that's correct, but... Uh, yeah, a lot better than I had them at 4-12. and 12. But now moving on, give us your predictions for the Kansas City Chiefs, Josh. All righty. This one was pretty fun because you have a lot of factors going into this one. You know, the whole Tyreek Hill suspension and the lack of a uh, Kareem Hunt running back. Very porous, you know, defense. But it's nothing like we've seen before in the NFL. So I got them... Uh, they're going to beat the Jags this time around. They're going to go 1-0 to start the season. Then they're going to lose to the Raiders. Or, or, I mean, they're going to win against the Raiders. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so we're going to go 2-0. If you're wondering why I keep saying that stuff, it's because I'm writing it down so I do not forget, and I sound like a babbling idiot on here. <laughs> All right, they're going to beat the Ravens. They're going to go 3-0. They're going to... Uh, they're going to beat the Lions, so they're going to go to 4-0. and But here's where uh, everything changes when the Indianapolis Colts come in. So I'm going to have them actually beat the, or lose to the Colts, so they're going to go 4-1. and 
they're gonna beat the Texans. Or uh, yeah, they're gonna beat the Texans. Excuse me, five and one. Uh, let's see here. I believe I had the uh, they beat the uh, Broncos, so they are going to go to six and one. Uh, I got the Packers beating them this time, so I got to go six and two. The Vikings, I think they'll come out with the upset win. They're going to go to six and three. They're going to beat the Titans seven and three. They're going to lose to the in the first meeting to the Chargers. So they're going to go to seven and four. They're going to beat the Raiders. They're going to go to eight and four. Uh, they're going to, I think they're going to lose to the Patriots. So they're going to go to eight and five. They're going to beat the Broncos. They're going to go to 9-5. and five. Uh, They're going to... Uh, I think they're going to lose to the Bears in this one, 9-6. and six. And they're going to beat the Chargers to end the season at 10-6. and six. All right, 10-6 and six season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And what you got for the LA Chargers? This is the one where I actually felt high about these games this group because they have a lot of potential but they just trip in the playoffs and once they fix that tripping ability i think that they're going to be a threat in the nfl for years to come so like i said though i actually had the uh, chargers beating the colts to start the season at 1-0 they're going to beat the uh, lions going to go to 2-0 going to beat the texans going to go to 3-0 going to beat the dolphins going to 4-0 uh, like I said, they're going to uh, beat the Broncos. They're going to go to five and zero. Again, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but this is just what I'm going for. Six and zero because they're going to beat the Steelers. They're going to beat the uh, Titans. They're going to go to seven and zero. Let's see, Titans. They're going to lose to the Bears because their defense is something else. They're going to go to seven and one. They're going to lose to the Packers. They're going to go to 7-2, and two, get that two-game skid. But they're going to rebound with a win against the Raiders, going to 8-2. and two. Uh, like I said, they're going to split this season with the Chiefs, so they're going to win the first matchup. 9-2. and two. They're going to beat the Broncos. They're going to go to 10-2. and two. They're going to beat the Jags. They're going to go to 11-2. and two. They're going to beat the Vikings. They're going to go to 12-2. and two. They're going to beat the Raiders, going to 13-2. and two. And like I said before, they're going to lose to the Chiefs in the final game, so they're going to go 13-3. and three. All right, so um, with your predictions for the Raiders already, with the six games against Denver, uh, Kansas City, and L.A., um, we can say that the L.A. Chargers will win the division in your predictions there. But to finish it all off, give us your Raiders. If you thought I was hard on Tampa, man, I'm going to be harder <laughs> on the Broncos, on the Raiders here, man. How can you be because... harder on them? You already picked an always 16 to the uh, Bucks, so let's hear it. They're going to go 0-1 against the Broncos. They're going to go 0-2 against the uh, Chiefs. They're going to lose... Like I said, they got the Vikings win. They're going to go 0 and 3. 
They're going to lose to the Colts. They're going to go 0 and 4. 0 and 5 because they're going to lose to the Bears. The Raiders and the Packers. They're going to go 0 and 6 because of the Aaron Rodgers, man. They're going to go 0 and 7 against the uh, Texans. I believe that they're going to win this one. One and seven against when they get their first win against the Lions. And then it goes to crap for a little bit. They lose again to the Chargers. Or no. Yeah, they lose to the Chargers. So one and eight. They'll beat the Bengals. They're going to go to two and eight. Sorry about that. They're going to lose to the Jets. They're going to go to two and nine. They're going to lose to the Chiefs again, 2-10. and 10. Uh, The Titans are going to beat them, so they're going to go to 2-11. and 11. Jags are going to beat them. They're going to go to 2-12. and 12. Raiders, Chargers are going to beat them again, so they're going to go to 2-13. and 13. And the Broncos will beat them, so they'll end at 2-14. and 14. Now, I know I said I was going to be harder on them than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but... It's just because, you know, John Gruden's there and he's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer and all that stuff. And he's stripped this team down to bare bones. So this is going to definitely be another rebuilding year. And they're going to get another uh, first re- top five first round pick. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see what the Raiders can do this season. But yeah, that completes the AFC West for now. For uh, if you have listened to last week's episode as well, you now have all the predictions from all three of us but now we move on to the new division this week like i said already this week it's the nfc west so we're moving on the first team this week are the arizona cardinals um another team that didn't quite look that well last year uh so quite a nice segue from the oakland raiders here uh but i'm starting us off here um yeah i'm gonna be quite hard on them this year as well and they're starting off against the Detroit Lions this year um I mean it would be a tough matchup to predict if it was later in the season but with the new parts that are in Arizona this year especially with Calamari at quarterback I give this one to the Detroit Lions so 0-1 to Arizona then they go to Baltimore uh, another loss for Arizona 0-2 Against Carolina, another loss, 0-3. Against Seattle, 0-4. At Cincinnati, that's quite a tough one, but I believe uh, that the new guys are not quite there yet after week or at week 5 against uh, Cincinnati. So another loss for them, 0-5 at that point. Atlanta, I think, is too tough of an opponent, 0-6. At the New York Jets, um, I'm quite looking forward to who is playing at quarterback for the Giants at that point of the season. But 0-7 there at New Orleans. Uh, I don't see no chance for the Arizona Cardinals there. Going to 0-8. And then they go to, or they host the San Francisco 49ers. Which I have beating them this year. With their first win and possibly the first win for Kyle Murray. Uh, going 1-8. Uh, then they go to De- Tampa Bay. Which... Josh already has the perfect season for Tampa Bay, but I believe that's I believe that's their uh, sole win for me in that season. Yeah, uh, so they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Arizona Cardinals do. 
uh, putting them at one and nine. At San Francisco, the Arizona Cardinals lose that game, one and ten. Uh, then they go into the bye week, coming back against the LA Rams, another loss, uh, which puts them at one and eleven. Pittsburgh, another loss, one and twelve. Cleveland, another loss, one and thirteen. And the last two games, Seattle and LA, are two other losses for them. So they finish off the season with a record of one and fifteen. And I will see if they have a new head coach in 2020 again. Ha. Huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Ravens, or the Ravens, excuse me, the Cardinals are going to be a special case because they're the first team in a, quite a while that I've known that, to just draft one quarterback in the first round last year to ditch him for a new one this year. And so that's kind of going to, what's going to hinder them because... This is, they need help on defense more than anything else right now. And just getting Byron Murphy and a few other people in the draft isn't really going to help. So that's I think that's what's going to hurt them in the long run. I'll show that in my predictions when it comes time for me. All right, yeah. Uh, Josh, give us your, your Cardinals once. Oh, I can't wait. All right, buddy, here we go. Let's prepare for this wild ride. Let me get my notes set up here, pal. Are we going to put that on a t-shirt? Let me get my notes set up. <laughs> I mean, we can, but all right, in all seriousness, like you said, they're going to start against the Lions. I actually got them starting out 1-0 and this season. You know, the Lions just getting Hawkinson in the draft, you know. They should have gone defense, you know. Ziggy Ons is gone, Grover Quinn retired, and Darius Slay is somewhere. So that's why. But I have them losing to the Ravens, going to one and one. I have them uh, losing to the Panthers, so they're going to go one and two. This is where Cliff Kingsbury starts to panic. But I got him. I got them beating the Seahawks in the first part, going to two and two. Uh, the Bengals. They're going to beat the Bengals. They're going to go to three and two. Just check to make sure. Yep, yep, yep. All right. And they're going to beat the Falcons. They're going to go to four and two. Uh, They're going to beat the Giants. They're going to go to five and two. They're going to lose to the Saints. They're going to go to five and three. They're going to lose to the Niners. They're going to go to five and four. They're going to beat the Buccaneers. So they're going to go to six and four. Barely holding on to that 400. They're going to lose to the Niners in a season sweep, so they're going to go to 6-5. and five. They're going to uh, lose to the Rams in the first match, going to go to 6-6. Six and six. They're going to lose to the Steelers. They're going to go to 6-7. and seven. I think they're actually going to lose to the Browns, so they're going to go to 6-8. and eight. They're going to lose to the Seahawks, so they're going to go to 6-9, and nine, and they'll beat the Rams because, like I said, the Rams will sl- uh, rest everybody. So there, 7-9 and nine for the Cardinals. All right, a lot uh, better record than I have for them. Um, let's see who's right on that one. But yeah. uh, now moving on to the second team in the NFC West with the defending division champion and um, 
well, the nemesis of the Saints, um, the LA Rams. So, Josh, start us off with that one, please. Oh, buddy, man. Just like a missed call in a NFC Championship game, these Rams will just get in by the skin of their teeth with my schedule right now. All right, so I have them beating the uh, Panthers. They're going to go to 1-0. and oh. Then they're going to get their butts handed to them by the Saints with a lot of pent-up aggression going on here. And I mean, we're talking like 69-12 to 12 or something, you know, <laughs> something Jesus. outrageous. So, I actually got the Browns winning this one. I know they can do it. And I am not really a fanboy of the Browns, but I just like to watch them succeed and just watch them make all these Madden moves going on. Dude, they are interesting to watch. So, if I'm looking like I'm heavy on the Browns, I'm around in Northwest Ohio. That's pretty much the only game that comes on on Sundays that's not a Detroit Lions game. So, all right, back to the Rams. I got off off a little bit they're gonna beat the buccaneers because you know the buccaneers uh they're gonna lose to the seahawks at seattle but they're gonna split it i actually have the niners winning this one so they're gonna go to two and four they're gonna beat the falcons so they're gonna go to three and four going to beat the Bengals, so they're going to go to 4-4. Four and four. Uh, They're going to lose to the Steelers. They're going to go to 4-5. and five. Uh, The Bears are going to beat them, so they're going to go to 4-6. and six. Uh, They're going to beat the Ravens, so they're going to go to 5-6. and six. They're going to beat the Cardinals. Going to go to 6-6. Six and six. Yep. They're going to beat the Seahawks. So they're going to go to 7 and 6. They're going to beat the Cowboys going to 8 and 6. They're going to lose to the uh Niners, so they're going to go to 8 and 7 and they will uh I believe, yeah. They will lose to the uh Cardinals like I had in here. So they're going to go to 8 and 8 and get a wild card position. All right, so they barely beat the Arizona Cardinals overall in that division. That's that's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. That's a steep decline from uh, being in the Super Bowl to just having a 500 season. But, yeah, my predictions uh, are a little bit lighter on the, uh, the LA Rams. Uh, for me, they are opening up uh, with a win against uh, Carolina as well. Then they lose to the New Orleans Saints, putting them at 1-1. One but I have them winning against Cleveland, uh, putting them at 2-1. They beat Tampa Bay, putting them at 3-1. They will lose their first game at Seattle, putting them at 3-2. Then they will win against San Francisco. They will win at Atlanta and win the game against Cincinnati in London before their bye week. Coming back out uh, their bye week, they will win at Pittsburgh, following uh, followed by a win against Chicago and a win against Baltimore. They will also beat the Arizona Cardinals. They will uh, win their second game against the Seattle Seahawks. Then they will win at Dallas. They will win at the 49ers. And they will win their last game in the division at Arizona because I don't think they are able to afford 
uh, resting players in week 17 yet, despite ending with a record of 14 and 2. Hmm. Wow. All right. All right. That was tale of two different teams. Yeah. Know? Like, uh, well, it usually we have kind of the same predictions here for next year. Yeah. It, I think that's the first time we actually ever had two teams back to back where with that much of a difference here on the podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear uh, what Josh has for the third team in the division with the Seattle Seahawks, which I believe if he says the LA Rams are uh, the wildcourt team there, I believe the Seattle Seahawks are your division winners there. Am I correct with that assumption? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, well I'll show you later, man, because <laughs> I'll, I'll just show you right now. I'll tell you later for that one. I think the G-Man has something else to say about that. Okay. All right, but anyway, they're going to win against the Bengals, you know, because they're the Bengals. But I think they're going to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so they're going to go one and one. They'll lose to the Saints, but by the slimmest of margins, so like a three-point loss, so one and two. Uh, so we're going to, like I said, they're going to uh, lose to, the, I believe I said, yeah, they're going to win against the uh, Cardinals, or no, sorry, excuse me. Ah, they're going to lose to the Cardinals in the first matchup, so they're going to go to one and three. Now, they're gonna, like I said, they are going to uh, beat the Rams this time, so they're going to go to two and three. They're going to beat the Falcons, or no, oh, sorry, excuse me, uh, the Browns. I think that they're going to beat the Browns, so they're going to go to three and three. Uh, they're gonna beat the Buccaneers, so they're gonna go to four and three. Um, it's Baltimore. Oh, excuse first. me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I just missed Baltimore. So, sorry about that. They're gonna beat Baltimore, and they're gonna beat the uh, Falcons. So they're gonna go to five and three. They're gonna beat the Buccaneers, so they're gonna go to six and three. Uh, they're gonna lose to the Forty Niners, six and four. Uh, I think the Eagles are gonna win this one, so they're gonna go to six and five. Uh, the Vikings. I think they're gonna they're gonna beat the Vikings. They're gonna go seven and five. Uh, they're going to uh, let me see here. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, they're going to uh, lose to the. Uh, I believe I have them losing to the Rams this time around. Mm, if I'm yeah. mistaken, yeah. So seven and six. Uh, they're going to beat the Panthers, so they're going to go eight and six. And I, yeah, they're going to uh, beat the uh, Cardinals, so they're going to go to nine and six. And I think they're actually going to lose or uh, win against the uh, Niners, so ten and six for the Seahawks. All right. So currently the leaders in the NFC West for Josh, but. I mean, we got a little teaser there that the 49ers may have something to say about that. Uh, ah. But, yeah, yet again, my Seattle Seahawks look a little bit different. Not too much this time, but still more than usual. Um, I have them starting off with the win against Cincinnati as well. But I have them starting off at 2-0 with a win against Pittsburgh. 
Then, as Josh already said, I have uh, exactly the same thing here against New Orleans. I believe uh, with a game at Seattle, it's always tough to play up there at CenturyLink Field uh, with the 12th man behind Seattle. Um, so, but it's still a loss uh, against uh, the Saints. So, putting them at two and one, it's going to be a close game. Um, I don't. Maybe a three pointer, like Josh said, but it's it's a one screw game. I believe that's for sure. Um, I have them beating the Arizona Cardinals in week four, putting them at three and one. I have them also beating the LA Rams in their first matchup, putting them at four and one. Uh, I've also beaten them, uh, beating the Cleveland Browns, putting them at five and one, beating the Baltimore Ravens the following week, putting them at six and one, beating the uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons, sorry, uh, putting them at seven and one, beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers eight and one, beating the San Francisco 49ers nine and one. Uh, after their bye week uh, at Philadelphia, another win, putting them at eleven and one, no ten and one. Um, also a win against Minnesota, putting them now at eleven and one. Their next loss comes at the LA Rams in your second matchup, putting them at eleven and two. And I have them winning out the last three games of the season against Carolina, Arizona, and San Francisco, putting them at the same record as the LA Rams at fourteen and two. But I believe the LA Rams are still ahead with the tiebreaker of the strength of schedule there, possibly with them splitting their matchups uh, at one and one in the regular season. Man, All right. what is up with us in ties? Yeah, <laughs> seems um, like a lot of us had ties with our divisions. Yeah, it, it's really we're uh, not really sure who is going to win that division in most of the All cases. Right. But, yeah, coming up to the last team in the NFC West, to the San Francisco 49ers. And since, uh, like I said, Josh has already teasered a little bit of, uh, of his 49ers, I'm going to go first here with the 49ers. And I believe we're going to have quite the opposite for the 49ers yet again. Um, but, yeah, I have them starting out with the win at Tampa Bay. So they go 1-0. Uh, and Followed by their second win of the season uh, at Cincinnati, uh, so they open the season at two and zero. Then uh, they host the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which hand them their first loss of the season, putting them two and one, going in a really early bye week in Week Four, coming back against Cleveland, uh, which they will lose, putting them at a record of two and two. At the LA Rams, they will get another loss handed to them putting them at two and three at Washington I have them lose that game as well putting them at two and four against Carolina another loss putting them at three and five at Arizona another loss putting them at two, uh, two and six against Seattle another loss putting them at two and seven then they get their next win after a big losing streak against Arizona putting them at three and seven then they lose their next game against the Packers, putting them at 3-8. But they will win their game at Baltimore, I believe, putting them at 4-8. It's just one of those games uh, where the Baltimore Ravens just seem to not being able to play football again. They have usually have one of those games uh, in their season, and I believe this year it's going to be against the San Francisco 49ers. But their next loss comes against the New Orleans Saints, putting them at a record of 4 and nine 
Then they lose their next game against the Atlanta Falcons, putting them at 4 and 10. Then they lose to the LA Rams, putting them at 4 and 11. And they lose also their last game at Seattle, putting them at a total record of 4 and 12 for their entire season. So, Josh, you have put us under suspense for a little while, <laughs> but now please lift that curtain of secrecy and give us your predictions for the 49ers. All right, so just like Godzilla 2014, Garoppolo Zilla is going to come through San Francisco and lead them to the promised land. I mean, I might be overhyping them, but I really like their chances here, in all honesty. So that being said, just like you, Toby, I got them starting out to start the season out. But I do have them losing to uh, the Steelers going into that bye uh, in week four which is incredibly early. I mean, come on, NFL. Yeah. That's way too early of a bye <laughs> Who needs week. a bye after week uh, three? This is why I would like a bye week, a second bye week, you know, for those that have it in the earlier parts. But that's a discussion for another podcast. So let's get yeah. back in. So they're going to come back, and they're going to beat the Browns. They're going to go through. And I have them, I believe, if I'm not mistaken here, they're going to lose this matchup to the uh, – to the Rams, but they're going to split it. So they're going to beat the uh, Washington Redskins. So they're going to go to four and two. I have them beating the Panthers, going to five and two. Uh, let's see here. They're going to uh, lose to the Cardinals in this matchup, but they're going to uh, no. Sorry, my my mistake. Yeah, they're going to lose to the uh, Cardinals in this one. I had it right. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Then they're going to beat the Seahawks, going to 6-3. and three. Then they are going to beat the Cardinals this time around, going to 7-3. and three. Yep. Uh, I actually got them beating the Packers in the... I know, right? <laughs> but uh, they're going to beat the Ravens, so they're going to go to 9-3. and three. Uh, They're going to lose to the Saints, because, like I said... Saints don't lose till they rest all their starters in the final week. They're going to beat the uh, Falcons. They're going to go 10 and 4. Yeah, that's right. 10 and 4. That's what I to say. Ugh. Uh, they're going to beat the uh, Rams this time. They're going to go to 11 and 4. And they will beat the Seahawks, going to 12 and 4 to end the season. So they're going to be the top in the NFC West. All right. So exactly this complete other way around than I have with 12 losses you have them with 12 wins this season and apparently with Josh's predictions the LA Rams don't even make the playoffs so I I really want to see that but I I mean if that happens it's gonna be the Patriots Patriots Niners Super Bowl Garoppolo's (laughs) revenge that's what it's gonna be yeah I mean I, I don't see it but I mean, that NFC West with those predictions, it's going to be interesting for that podcast, that's for sure. Cause oh, yeah, you're going to go. Yeah, keep in mind, this is the 32nd podcast. So we've had one podcast for each NFL team. So you can come back to this one right now when you see the Niners at 12 and 4 and tell them that Josh said it first. All right. Yeah. I, well, um, I'm a little bit shocked by uh, those predictions. Like I said, we usually don't have that wide of a split without predictions but it had to happen at some point um 
Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to hear uh, Derek's predictions next week when he's back on the podcast. But uh, we have to wait for that for another week, um, as well as you guys out there do as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to be first to hear Derek's predictions, uh, make sure to like and subscribe uh, our podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at T3DS underscore NFL. And also check out our Spotify uh, podcast, the Third Down Squad podcast. Um, Usually the podcasts are out a little bit earlier on Spotify than on YouTube. Um, But... For now, that's all for this week. Other maybe Josh has another thing to say. Yeah. I believe. I just want to say before we end, congratulations to the U.S. women's soccer team. They won the women's World Cup, second straight year. Sorry about your German team there, Toby, but the USA wins again. Sorry. I mean, that. they they deserved it, but yeah, congrats to the <laughs> uh, U.S. women's national team there for winning that World Cup, but. Yeah, that's it for this week's episode of the Third Down Squad podcast. Uh, I hope uh, we'll be back next week in full strength again. But yeah, until then, see ya. Later.